Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host and hopefully friend, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy. And you can easily reach me on my Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B R Y. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about friends and family. Uh, I believe that. in this society, especially a technological society that has social media, it gets increasingly hard to know how to bring the right ones in your life and how to push the wrong ones out and where do we draw the line and how can we do so in a way that simplifies our life and maximizes our happiness, uh, you know, without becoming a jerk about it, you know, because, you know, frankly, uh, a lot of us, you know, have gotten... Uh, very accustomed to just deleting anybody that disagrees with us, and so I want to talk about that. Uh, so please, uh, this one, you guys, I got pretty emotional at a certain point because I do uh, reveal some very telling things that happened to me personally in my life, and so this one means uh, a lot to me, uh, but I, I wanted to share it with you because I think uh, you know there's a learning lesson there. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, we, this is all about, you know, finding your tribe of people. How do you find your tribe? Those are that small group of people that are always there for you, uh, that have and share your sensibilities. Those are the real, that's your team, man. That's, that's, that's like your, you know, that's that closest you can get is your tribe. And so um, while I'm trying to find a tribe of impasse, call it my empath tribe you don't have to be an empath but i'm looking for good decent people who know you know decency and just how to be a good person Uh, you don't have to be perfect but that's i think we're all looking for that um you know and but we have to know where to draw the line because it gets increasingly easy to let too many people and too much clutter into our life don't know how to simplify and maximize our happiness so that's what this episode is all about so grab yourself a kool-aid or a crystal light or a a diet crush god i'm showing my age and get yourself a snack get yourself a little debbie or a moon pie i'm kidding Uh, whatever you guys want to eat grab something and uh this one is is close to my heart and i hope that you people in your life because I think most people know how to do it uh, but there's sometimes this uh, gray area about how to choose the people in your life because some people are in our life because they uh, we want them to be and some people in our life because uh, you know we were born into it we, we can we can what's the old saying you can pick your friends, and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose, I think. <laughs> anyway, but the point I'm making today is, uh, you know, I am reaching out to you guys because I want to meet and find my empath tribe. 
I want the right people in my life, not based on locale, not based on, you know, uh, you know, being born into it. You know, once you become an adult, you have this beautiful freedom to find the right people for you in your life. And sometimes that's not always as easy as all that because, uh, you know, very, uh, there's a lot of people out there in this world who, uh, you know, just frankly don't share our values. Perhaps they just don't um, show us uh, who who they are. And uh, when we don't see their gentle side, uh, we a lot of times start to see qualities that uh, maybe aren't good for us. And so this episode is all about friends and family and how to choose your people and how to find a community when you maybe don't have uh, you know, the right, maybe your friends aren't close by. We, you know, we have a tendency in this world to move away from each other. And so I just want to go into uh, some of the things that I've gone through and some of the, uh, you know, lessons I've learned uh, simply by having been on this planet long enough to see the realities. Um, so we'll start at the beginning. Um, I was a baby. No, <laughs> kidding. Uh for me, you know, moving up here to Oregon, uh, you know, it wasn't the first time I'd moved away from somewhere. When I first lived on the central coast of California, I moved to uh, Redding, California. And, uh, you know, I eventually made friends and I finally got to the point where I actually, uh, you know, considered these people my best friends, you know. But it, t- it takes a long time sometimes, especially Uh, Nowadays, um, it's very easy to let the wrong ones in. I think that's a vampire movie. Great movie, by the way. But if you're going to watch it, watch the uh, Swedish version, not the American version. But I digress. Uh, People, you know, I think a lot of people have uh, good intentions. But you have to be careful because, uh, like myself, you know, I'm trying to build uh, an audience. I'm trying to build a brand. Uh, I am trying to um, do something uh, that's not as common as, say, working down at the uh, pet shop, you know, Um, creating a podcast. uh, You're going to meet a lot of people. And and while that can be a wonderful thing, and and it has been a wonderful thing, uh, you can meet the wrong people. And uh, so I want to kind of share my my experiences and my wisdom with you. Um, so when we moved up here to Oregon, um, you know, it, it, I, I still maintain most of my friendships with those people that I grew up with and I'm best friends with. Um, and and I, I tend to, you know, stay friends with most of the people who are down there. Uh, but there's a handful of people that, you know, and, and what really hurts about that is that over time, um, you know, they're not as close to you in, in your life as maybe you'd want. And so you get what's called non-reciprocity. And I get that a lot with some people, um, especially my family. I have cousins that I adore. Um, and one time I just kind of got upset with them because they, you know, they just don't show a lot of respect or compassion. They don't you know, they don't even text you on your birthday and you're like, what the fuck, man? You know, and maybe, maybe I'm just from a different generation, but I don't know. 
I believe that family is for life and we should support each other. And, you know, and all it takes to be a good friend is a little bit of loyalty and a little bit of, hey, how you doing? And just checking in on each other once in a while. Um, I do have those friends that are like, they get mad at you if you don't call them every weekend, you know, or they, they, they blame you for your friendship problems, even though they're not calling you either. Um, I've actually lost some friends that way. And so I kind of want to go into that a little bit. Um, but moving, uh, it, it separates you geographically from those that you're close to. And that can be very hurtful at first, especially once you're like, Hey, I, you know, these friendships that I've grown accustomed to these friendships that I've grown to depend on, um, don't feel the same anyway, you know, and you know, like you take my friendship with my best friend, Craig, um, thankfully, uh, very little has changed, but you know, he's a conservative. I'm not a conservative. He's a Trump supporter. I hate Trump. And so that can build a lot of tension. Um, but because we share this, um, consistency in personality and consistency in uh, shared values, uh, somehow we've, we've, we've managed to make it work, you know, and I, I'm really thankful and grateful for that because he's a good guy. And while we don't see eye to eye on politics and things, uh, we, <laughs> you know, we have certain things that we can talk about uh, that just always bring us together, you know, like, like we talk about Cobra Kai, the TV show, you know, because that's something he loves and it's something I love. And it kind of, uh, you know, it, it helps you to, uh, you know, just find common ground. Um, there's a another friend uh, that I was very close to when I was working for the radio station. I invited her to uh, a Beach Boys concert. It was actually Brian Wilson, but most of the songs were Beach Boys. Um, and she is a really good person. She had, she has a kid and, uh, she's friends with, with Rebecca and I. Um, but over time, uh, you know, like if you look at our pictures from 2018, she's like, Oh, I'm so thankful for you guys. And you're such good people. And then over time, something just changed. It's like, uh, apparently I'm just chopped liver now, you know? And, um, I think it has a lot to do with her religion. And I'm not trying to mock religion at all here, uh, but she's Jehovah's Witness. And um, they're very, very selective about who they'll let into their life. And so I have this feeling that what happened was, is over time, she just uh, got to the point where, uh, you know, I think what it is, they have certain rules. Okay. And so... Uh, if you ever say or do anything to mock their religion, even if you're saying it out of frustration, uh, the rules are they have to let you go, you know. Um, and, I, you know, she was saying some pretty out there things. It was a, you know, we got into it a little bit on Facebook. We ended up Facebook messaging each other back and forth. And, you know, at the end, I said, you know, I said, I don't have a problem with you and our differences and I don't have a problem with your religion. But when you say things like the end is nigh, you know, and you're talking about all the apocalypse and all this shit, um, and and you don't take a strong stance towards that which is, uh, you know, just good and decent. Um, I found a lot of, uh, 
you know, hypocrisy in what she's saying. And so I just told her, I just said, you know, that is fucking batshit. Like, are you kidding me with that shit? You know, it's not that I don't believe that apocalypse couldn't happen. It's just that they're preparing for it. And I find a religion that is meant to uh, love and, and be accepting of others, uh, you know, that doomsday prepper mentality uh, so, does, doesn't have a place in religion. That's just my personal opinion. And, and whether, you know, you may be Jehovah's Witness and I have no problem with that. Uh, but in this particular instance, it ruined our friendship because I said something against her religion because her religion was promoting uh, apocalyptic thinking. And I find that just fucking weird. And so we, our friendship just from that point on was gone. We're done. Like that's uh, just how it goes sometimes. Uh, You know, I have a friend, his name was Roger. And back in the day, uh, he uh, was a truck driver and he met a girl in Mexico and they got really close. And then one day he decided to do a little bit of house cleaning in his life. And he just decided that we weren't friends anymore. And he did that uh, with everybody close in his life, including a guy that was in his life even longer than me. And I find people to be very fickle and weird and not in, in a cool way, you know, cause I like weird, but, but sometimes people can be very finicky and, um, and so the point I'm making is that uh, human beings can be very insecure. And as a result of that insecurity, uh, they, they can be uh, downright cruel and unusual. And so you have to be very careful with people because you don't always know what their values are. And you don't always know whether or not they, they, they're, they're sane and rational. And while we should be um, forgiving of those little differences, uh, there's sometimes those uh, mentalities that go against, uh, you know, uh, decency and normalcy. And we'll just say, you know, um, and so I lost him as a friend. And uh, most recently, uh, I lost a couple of friends because I was going through a depressive bout and uh, a couple girls decided that they wanted to attack me for it. Um, I don't know why, you know, because like I said, you guys, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I'll admit when I played a role in something because that's how I am. Uh, but something about uh, admitting that I was in a depressive funk and that I was moody and cranky and I told everybody I'm trying to stay off of social media because I, uh, I'm i not feeling good and I'm not feeling uh, optimistic about you know life and society. And so I'm just going to stay away. And uh, this one girl uh, just went off on me went crazy on me. Um, and, uh, and so I don't know her reasoning for that. It's just so bizarre, you know? Um, but, uh, so I had to delete her and block her. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually one of those people that's like, Hey, let bygones be bygones. You, you know, you're conservative. I'm liberal. You know, we have differences in life. And, and so it's not about, um, being ultra selective, it's not about being uh, cruel or mean or superior, um, but some people just aren't all there. You know, there there's inconsistencies and incongruencies in uh, their values 
who they claim to be and who they really are. And so you have to be careful in this world. You know, that's all I'm trying to say, because there's a lot of good people in this world. And we should always uh, try to um, just find good people uh, to be in our life. Um, and that's why I'm trying to, you know, create what I call my empath tribe, because, um, you know, we, we in this world um, need each other, whether we think so or not. You know, I, I, I can get on pretty fine without a lot of people, but I still need people in my life. And, um, and so it's about meeting people uh, who share your values and share your sensibilities um, and so that you can celebrate and promote those qualities that, that you love and enjoy, you know, like kindness and goodness and decency. Um, you know, take my wife, for example, you know, Rebecca has a bunch of friends down South, um, but you know, people get busy and, and we should never, you know, hate someone just because people get busy. That's just, you know, we, you grow up and when you grow up, you got to accept the fact that, you know, that happens. And so, um, you know, some people can't take that. And, and that's, when they get a little absurd, like my friend Corey, he's like, you know, well, you don't call me enough. It's like, because you don't call me enough. What is your arm broken? You know? <laughs> so, but, um, the point is, is that, um, when you're trying to get your life together and you're trying to turn over a new leaf, uh, you, you need people in your life who share, your values and uh, who are going to be good to you because not everybody is respectful of what you're trying to do and not everybody is going to get it. And while I'm all for being sort of, um, you know, guys, guys give each other shit. It's just what we do. You know, um, I, I would think there was something wrong with my male friends if they, um, didn't fuck with each other and poke each other, you know, and poke fun at each other. That's just sort of the, you know, that, 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 you know, my grandfather did that, you know, he'd poke and rib you and stuff with physically too. Uh, but that was just his way of showing that he loves you, you know? Um, so that's one thing, but there are people who, uh, might be nice to your face, but then talk shit behind your back. And so you have to be careful, um, because we should accept differences people can be different people have different upbringings people have different uh you know uh, spiritual views etc and we should be respectful of that um but but what i'm talking about is when uh people uh, are no longer useful to us uh in a, in a meaningful way and that doesn't mean that everybody has to serve a purpose in our life you know don't don't think i'm saying everybody has to be you know well, you're good for me because you, you know, cook my food, you know? No, no. My friend does that, by the way. He's like, I'm, I'm his cook friend. <laughs> but he's kidding. But, um, it's not about that. You know, um, when I say usefulness, I mean, useful in the sense that we're not regressing, you know, because it's so easy to regress and go backwards. Uh, and, and when you're learning and growing, spiritually, emotionally, you're becoming a better person. You're becoming more disciplined. You're becoming a kinder person. 
You're uh, becoming more emotionally mature. Emotional maturity uh, in this society is something we don't talk about enough. Uh, And when I talk about emotional maturity, that doesn't mean that I can't be immature and say silly things and be goofy and stuff because I think people have entirely lost their fucking sense of humor in this culture. What I mean is that at the end of the day, you have to have people who have the reverence towards what you find important. If, if, if like for me, this podcast, I take an extraordinary amount of pride in it. Uh, and so if somebody was being flippant, flippant about it or disrespectful about it, well, I don't need that person in my life. Now, if they're kidding and they're just kind of giving you, you know, a hard time, that's one thing, you know, but when you can start to tell that people don't respect your basic human rights, that they don't respect your feelings and they don't care whether or not you are um, suffering or not. Now you're starting to enter into, you know, sociopathic territory. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so, and so when you're choosing your friends and family, uh, you know, it's not about being judgmental. It's not about being highly critical. Um, but when you're growing as a person, you might become more mature. You might, uh, might become, uh, more, uh, disciplined. You might become more responsible. And so that doesn't mean you can't be friends with your immature friends, your high school friends, your frat bro bros from back in the day. It just means that if people aren't going to show you a basic decency for who you are and what you're doing, you don't need those people in your life. Um, and so that kind of leads me to something else I was thinking about. Um, so here at Chef Bry Comedy, um, not only am I trying to promote my comedy, but I'm also trying to promote um, progressive values. And I don't mean that politically. I mean best practices for our society. Uh, we are regressing in many ways as, as a society. We are becoming more and more fascistic and uh, unfree. And whether that's based on our uh, rule of law or based on our economy, uh, our society has a tendency to um, either uh, allow us to, to grow or, or it can be uh, a regressive or oppressive. Um, and so choosing your career, choosing your life uh, is very much like choosing your friends. You don't want a job or a situation that is forcing you to be sad all the time or forcing you to, or it hurts your feelings or people hurt your feelings all the time. So all I'm saying is that in this life, you deserve better than mediocrity. You deserve better than shitty friends and you deserve better than those people who are, you know, because if people are willing to let you go over a single argument or a single disagreement, that means they weren't your fucking friend in the beginning. So just choose your friends wisely. And since you can't really choose your family, you can choose how much they're in your life. And um, I want to give you a, for instance, um, 
you know, I've talked a little bit on previous podcasts about my cousins. Uh, one day I kind of said something to the effect of, Hey, you guys never say hi anymore. It would just be nice that I got a text on my birthday. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm family oriented and I just want to, I want us to show each other that we care, you know, um, but people get busy and I get that. Um, but, but you, you know, you can't, there's no excuse for when people go two years without talking to you. It means they don't fucking respect you, whether they don't respect you as a, as a person or they don't respect your mentality or, or whatever the case might be, they couldn't care less if you live or die. And, um, so I said something on a, on a message, uh, and, and I unfriended, uh, one of my cousins for a time and, and her husband. And then I got to thinking about it for a while. I was like, well, maybe I was just being a little too sensitive Maybe I was being insecure or whatever, you know, and so I got to thinking, you know, well, people are busy, you know, absence of 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 communication. That doesn't always mean that people are trying to be rude or cruel to you. And so I got to thinking about it and I went, ah, all right. And so I refriended uh, my cousin and she accepted and uh, and I got, you know, I just got to, to the realization that. Um, you have to let people be who they are because not everybody is family oriented and, and, or, or maybe they just express themselves differently. And so we really have to let each other breathe and be themselves because we're, we're all different and we all have different beliefs. We all have different thoughts and we're all going through different things at different times. And so, so I thought, well, maybe I was just being a little too harsh, you know, and, and um, I went to go uh, friend request her husband, Ryan, uh, and I noticed that I couldn't. So I don't know if he blocked me or if it's just something weird with Facebook, but it got me thinking about just how uh, petty people can be, you know, um, human beings, we all want to feel valued. We all want to feel respected. Uh, we have a right to exist. And, and sometimes, uh, whether it be sociopolitical or, or whatever the case might be, um, we have a right to uh, freedom. We have a right to our beliefs. And we have a right to exist. And so there might be people out there where you say something or do something and then they take offense to it. And they don't want to give you a chance anymore. And because I, I think a lot of people don't realize that some people grow. We grow. We're, we're, a, we're, we all are, a, 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 you know, we're, we're a work in progress. And so um, that's why I, I try very hard to be uh, for very forgiving of people uh, because people are works in progress. And uh, you'd be surprised uh, how much. Uh, a little bit of kindness can go towards repairing a wounded relationship. Um, a good example uh, is uh, just recently uh, there was a company that I won a contest with. They were supposed to take, give me a T-shirt and several months went by and they kept telling me they were going to do it and blah, blah, blah. And so finally I said something to the effect of, well, in the Army I learned integrity. 
<laughs> and and to and to stick to your word. And so when you make a promise like that, especially in a contest, stick to your word. You say you're going to, you know, do this thing, then do that thing. You know, that's that's personal integrity and we should value that. Um within reason, you know. Um and and I was getting ignored. Nobody was answering me and I thought, well, maybe he blocked me. So I emailed the company um, and I ended up talking to uh, the, the the owner of the company, and we had a really pleasant exchange. And, uh, you know, I told them why it upset me, because I was getting ignored time and time again, that I thought maybe he got upset at something I said. Um, because people don't like it when you hold people accountable. You know, we live in a society today that uh, sometimes is selfish, and sometimes lacks uh, integrity. And so when you point out things to people, they don't like it. They think that's being, uh, you know, like a Karen, you know, or you're, you know, or that's being uh, rude or that's being, uh, you know, uh, unkind or something. But I was just trying to say, hey, if I did that, you know, at, at Chef Bright Comedy, I'm going to be starting uh, some shirts and merch here soon. But imagine if I had a contest and you won a shirt and I didn't send it to you and you just kept uh, asking me, hey, what's going on? And then one day you got pissed off because it had been months and you said something a little off color and I just blocked you instead of responding to you. That's kind of what happened. And so I just believe that, you know, in any business, uh, courtesy and expediency and integrity are just crucial in building a good rapport with your customer base or with your, in my case, an audience. Um, and that's why I, I'm, I try so very hard to be personable to you guys and to be accessible because I want you guys to be a part of my tribe. Um, it doesn't matter if you're conservative. It doesn't matter if you voted for Trump, you know, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> um, but where do you draw the line with integrity? You know what I mean? Um, because some people um, have just gotten so accustomed to people sort of uh, flaking out on them and people not being nice to them that they'll accept any level of, of problem. And so I'm not saying we shouldn't uh, be forgiving of people. We should. We should absolutely be forgiving of people. Um, but when someone time and time again abuses that trust, maybe it's time to let go. You know, um, the problem, I think, in our culture today, especially in, the, you know, in a social media uh, type society, is that it's so easy to unfriend somebody. Oh, I don't like what you said. Uh, and then they unfriend you and that's it. The relationship is done. Um, and so we have this tendency uh, to let go very easily in our social media, um, but that sometimes translates into real life. And that is often a, a byproduct of just how many people there are in the world. I mean, you're talking about 7 billion people in this on this planet. So losing a few friends here and there is no big deal. And yes, we should have a thick skin about that because... There's going to be people in our life that maybe we want to like, or maybe we want 
them to show us the same amount of courtesy that we show them. But that's not always going to happen. Um, and so we do have to, uh, you know, uh, grow a thicker skin uh, when it comes to people because there's plenty of people in that in this world and there's always new opportunities to meet new people. And uh, that goes into what I was going to say about Rebecca. You know, Rebecca, um, she has a couple of friends here from her job. Um, but for the most part, uh, Rebecca and I uh, live a pretty simple and quiet life here in Oregon uh, because we're from the central coast of California. And so while a lot of my friends are down south, um, I do have a couple of friends here and I value them a lot. Mark, Evan, Michael, there's others. Uh, I met some new friends this weekend and they're terrific. Um, and so I'm always looking to expand my thinking and expand my tribe. Um, but we have to be careful not to let people infiltrate uh, our world. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like uh, you know, a computer downloading a virus. You know, everything was going fine until I downloaded this virus, and now it's making a muck of things. And that's what can happen when you let the wrong people into your life. And so all I'm trying to say is that, yes, exercise forgiveness. Yes, be nice and let people make mistakes. Um, but don't be one of those people that's like, oh, well, I won't make, have friends that are, you know, different than me. You know, you're conservative. I don't want to be your friend. Um, you know, maybe with those types of people, if they cause a lot of problems and they argue with you all the time, your mental health, you don't necessarily need all those kinds of people. And a lot of people say, oh, so you don't want your beliefs challenged. Well, no, that's not exactly what it is. It's that there are, are Trump supporters who um, accept our, my differences. And then there's Trump supporters who are continually trying to um, break me down, break my will, make me feel bad. And that just won't stand. So, you know, just all I'm saying is know where the line is. Um, but Rebecca uh, has a lot of friends all over the country. Uh, all over the world, really. Um, in fact, I talked to one of her friends from Australia yesterday. She posted something on Instagram, and uh, it really spoke to my heart, and it really encapsulated uh, the spirit of what I'm trying to do here at Chef Bry Comedy, which is uh, inclusiveness and getting people to understand your freedoms. Don't let your job or other people oppress you. Um, because uh, regressive mentalities happen when we accept and allow the status quo or bad mentalities to sort of uh, run and rule our lives. And so, you know, always try to um, be inclusive of people and always try to, uh, uh, you know, be forgiving of people um, but at the end of the day, um, you don't need everybody in your life. You know, uh, a lot of people might think, oh, well, you've got a lot of people on your Instagram, but you only have 150 people on your Facebook. Yes, because I got rid of like 300 of them because they were pains in the ass. <laughs> we, I did, Nobody needs that many people in your life. And while I uh, love uh, the vast majority of my uh, Instagram audience, I don't need every person in in my life 
Uh, I don't need to know everybody on a personal level. Um, uh, George Carlin said that I don't always like society, but I like individuals. And I agree with that. That's how I am. But just because I like you as an individual um, doesn't mean that I want to sit and listen to you ramble on about the lamest shit ever for fucking an hour and a half. And so, so while <laughs> I try to be kind and decent to everyone, uh, especially those who have proven themselves to be my friend, um, you know, liking somebody doesn't mean that, you know, I want to be tortured with your lame ass stories with no point, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry to say it that way, but you know what I mean? You've got those friends that are like going on and on about all their problems and they're interjecting all this negativity and, um, you know, a lot of fair weather stuff, you know, like there's those friends that you don't have to say a word and you just get it. You, you get each other. And then there's those friends that talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, but they don't say anything and they don't make a point. I think there's a, a good example is uh, the great out or no planes, trains and automobiles where he's like, most people talk, they tell a story and they have a point, but not you. <laughs> anyway, it's just, it just reminds me of the human condition because you know, we should be forgiving and kind to everyone um, and, and, and be forgiving of each other's differences. But that doesn't mean that I want to, you know, sit there and be, you know, talk to death about a bunch of shit I don't care about. Um, so just, I'm just saying when you, when you're talking to people, have a fucking point, please. Oh God. Some people, but anyway, uh, what else? Um, uh, so, so yeah, with, with my cousins, uh, I, I've learned that people are just different, that we should allow people to be different, and we should be forgiving because just because somebody doesn't text us or call us enough uh, doesn't necessarily mean that they're not in your corner uh, in spirit. You know what I mean? Um, but then sometimes they aren't. Um, you know, I have another cousin on my dad's side. And, uh, I just told her like, you know, I friend requested you and, uh, we haven't spoken once, you know, and while she is a nice person and I try to sort of like whenever she posts pictures of, you know, cause she's an engineer and, uh, she's a nice person and I do like her a lot. Uh, she gets very, very busy and she has a very stressful and hectic job. And so I try to be supportive of that. Uh, but we haven't spoken in two years. You know, ever since my uh, grandmother on my father's side passed away, we haven't spoken at all. Um, and so that in and of itself doesn't mean that she's mean or rude or cruel. Um, but I've gotten to the point where with people like that, I don't get bitter. I don't get upset. I simply just reciprocate. Oh, you're not going to talk to me? Then fuck it. I'm not going to talk to you, you know, and see how long it takes for them to realize it, you know, um, on Facebook every year or two, uh, I've, I had friends on there. I had my, my girlfriend from high school on there. She's married. Uh, she hasn't said hi to me one time. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of people, uh, uh, ex, uh, coworkers that when I worked at Lowe's, uh, that were friends of mine through Lowe's, but we haven't spoken a lot since, um, you know, 
and, and there's no spite in this. Um, but I got to the point where I just started unfriending people who I thought were, um, don't ever think about me, you know, because I think you can tell the difference, you know, there's a difference between people, you know, like there's a girl, uh, that I used to work with at the radio station down South. And, uh, to this day, she's great. She's, she's a silly heart like me and she's got a warm soul. And, and when we don't talk, I don't get upset about that because I understand that there's no, uh, you know, there's no bad intention there. I just, I can, I know from her personality and I can tell energetically that she still likes me and she still supports me and she's still a really good person. And so I don't blame people like that, but then there's those people that you used to work with and they're still on your Facebook and you're like, well, it's not about, you know, because it's not about getting rid of people out of spite. It's, uh, simplifying your life. You know, uh, I have a friend who she's all into uh, minimalism and that's all about getting rid of all of the waste in your life. And what that does is that helps you to maximize uh, the effectiveness and efficiency and happiness in your life when you get rid of all the dead weight, you know, and that's not just people that could be like, Oh, I got, I have too many pens. Why do I have 1500 pens when I only need 10, you know, things like that. So minimalism is sort of a, uh, a, a new thing going on. I don't know if it's new. I think it's new, but it's kind of a newish thing where, uh, people, uh, because we do live in a, a material world and I am a material boy. No, I'm kidding. Um, but we do materialism can get to a point where it actually interferes with our life. Uh, I know myself, uh, I go through my closet, I get rid of shirts like, oh, I love this shirt. But if I haven't worn that shirt in two years, just get rid of the shirt. Even if you like it, take a picture of it if you love it so much. Or if you love a shirt, you know, um, you could put it on your wall. You can stretch it out and just keep the design. Um, so there's ways to, to, to keep things that maybe you don't use a lot. But the point I'm making is that um, on Facebook, on social media, when someone hasn't said hello to me at all, someone, you can tell, you, you have not entered their brain ever. And so why do we keep people like that around? Um, I got rid of about 50 people on Facebook uh, because I believe energetically, um, not that they're bad people, uh, but they definitely don't think about me. Um, if someone thinks about me every once in a while, they're like, oh, hey, man, sorry, you know, I'll just get busy. You know, that's one thing. But when people literally forget who you are, um, you get rid of those people, you know, not with any uh, malicious intent, but it makes room for those on your timeline who you do interact with on a regular basis. And so I got rid of a bunch of people from Lowe's, and I got rid of, you know, old girlfriends that never say hello. And I got rid of a handful of people who just aren't really energetically or emotionally, uh, you know, in, in my, uh, you know, wheelhouse. Uh, and, you know, I thought maybe a few of them would, would be like, hey, man, what gives? You know, because I didn't block any of these people. They They still have every right to look me up and message me. Um, but of all those people that I got rid of, 
Not one of them has ever reached out to say, hey, what'd you do that for? You know, and if they did, and that's happened in the past, but if they did, I would be like, oh, I'm sorry. I I was just kind of cleaning house a little bit and, you know, we don't talk much. And, and they might say, well, I've been very busy and I'm really sorry and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and all is forgiven. You know, that's the thing. I forgive easily. I get, I get cranky. I get moody, you know, but I forgive quickly and I forgive easily. Uh, it's like, you know, like with my mom. You know, I'll get upset with her and, you know, and she'll be like, God, you have a temper. It's like, well, I'm moody and I'm trying to live up to my potential, you know. So when people sort of say and do things that uh, uh, sort of, uh, you know, disrespect and disregard uh, your growth and who you're trying to be, uh, it can make you upset. And so, um, you know, she said, you know, well, you have a temper. And I said, well, not really. Only I think I have a temper towards people who um, are close to me because you 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 care more. You you know, they're they're way up here on your you know, it hurts more when people that you love hurt you and push those buttons. And so I think I get more upset with people who uh, are closer to me because because they have the ability to hurt you more because you do care about them more. But the point I'm making is that if, if you disregard or, or delete a friend on Facebook or, you know, anybody who hasn't had any contact with you in life in two years, get rid of it. They're dead weight and you're their dead weight. And it's nothing personal. What it is, it's about, um, it's about uh, taking control of your life, simplifying your life, organizing your life in such a way where you're making room for good things in your life. If your life is filled full of clutter and, you're, and your belongings are everywhere and you're, you're just a messy person like my wife, <laughs> she's going to hate me for saying that, <laughs> but you know, it's all about making room. People can only make, you know, we only have so much room in our life. You know, it's like, you know, it's like your brain, you know, you, you know, you get rid of old information and you put new information in. Same goes for friends. Same goes for family. Uh, when people no longer uh, seem to be energetically in your corner and there may not be any malicious intent there. You don't need those people in your life anymore. Um, you know, my uncle, he's, uh, he's in jail right now. And while I want him to learn and grow from what he did wrong, and I want him to go live a good life, uh, I have no uh, ill will or malicious intent for him because I don't believe he's a bad person. I don't believe that he is a criminal. Um, he just, he fucked up. He, he, he made a mistake and he'll learn uh, hopefully from that. Um, but he's the kind of person that, you know, when I was a kid, uh, he, um, you know, he'd walk by and I'd be playing. Like I used to take like, <laughs> such a nerd. We didn't have, you know, technology in those days. So we, we entertained ourselves in weird ways, but I was sitting there playing, with a little coffee can 
with with a little terrarium you know i had sand and logs and leaves and shit uh and i had you know we had all these sow bugs and all these pill bugs you know and i used to put them in there and they'd play i'd play with them and stuff well you know one day he just walks by and he kicks it over i'm like what the fuck and i cried you know because i was six um and later on in life uh he came to move in with us and uh we used to get into fights a lot uh, arguments not fights but arguments uh and and he would throw things at me one time he threw a coffee mug at me and uh, it it literally broke the drywall and stuck into the wall um and then hate to say it but i was working on my car one time i was a little bit older it was just before i went into the army this is kind of one of the catalysts that made me realize I needed to get the fuck out of writing. Uh, but I was working on my car and, you know, I was young, so I was drinking some beer and I was a little buzzed. And he came by and he started saying some messed up things to me and I got upset and uh, we got into it and he pulled out a knife. <laughs> I'm sorry. And he stabbed me. And I didn't deserve it. And the neighbors saw what happened and the neighbors sided with my uncle because he's smaller than me. And I got rushed to the hospital by my mom and uh, I got a chest tube put in, in my lung. It collapsed my lung and it split my spleen. And I spent um, two days in intensive care and then another three days in the hospital. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry, you guys, but it, um, I've forgiven him for that since then, because he came up here, uh, and, uh, was trying to start a new life and he got in trouble with the law, um, since then. And so I wish him no ill will. I'm not a vengeful person. I don't, I don't think good. Well, fuck you. You know, like. We had forgiven each other. We had talked about things. We had uh, made amends. And uh, he was just in a very angry spot in his life. He was having trouble finding and keeping work. And people weren't being very nice to him. And so I get that. There's kind of that kick the dog syndrome, I call it, where somebody's abusing you. And so you get upset and you perhaps abuse others whether it's intentional or not, you know, it's usually not intentional. Um, and that's kind of what happened to me today with my mom, you know, is that there's those generational problems where you get frustrated with each other because of, uh, just a lacking and ex of expression of kindness and love, you know? Um, but the point I'm making about my uncle is that he's now uh, in jail for something he did. And, uh, he'll likely, you know, uh, he has a trial coming and then he'll either serve five more, six more months or whatever. Not a, not a ton of time. Um, or, or, or they'll give him time served and he'll get out. Um, I have a feeling that he'll end up moving back to where he used to live. Uh, but you know, a lot of people in my life have said, you know, fuck him. He, he doesn't have your back. Um, but I know a side to him that others don't, you know, I know he's not a bad person. I know he's not an active criminal. Um, he's just, uh, you know, an old hippie 
that has a, a, an anger problem, and sometimes that comes out in in weird ways. And um, and so I forgave him for for many many years. I forgave him, and I um, I still forgive him. But I'm at a point where when he gets out, we ain't hanging. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need those kind of people in my life. And it's no disrespect. I want him to go back to his hippie friends and and live out the remainders of his years uh, in peace and comfort. You know, Because I'm not a vengeful or vindictive person. Um, it's just that he has a history of not showing the proper amount of respect towards others. Um, he's got a terrible temper. Uh, and, and so whenever I think about myself and when I get angry, uh, I try so hard to make sure that I'm not that because, you know, we, you know, family can make you crazy. Um, it just, you know, uh, they know you better than anyone. And so they can hurt you because they know all the little buttons they can push. And so the point I'm making is that you should forgive your family whenever possible. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to welcome him back into my life open arms. Um, it's not that he's unwelcome. It's just that I don't need that kind of energy in my life. You know what I mean? Because what he did, I don't agree with. And the way he lives his life, I don't believe that he's capable of growth. I don't believe that he's capable of um, discipline and learning and growing. And so there's just certain people in my life uh, that I feel uh, don't need to be in my life. And there's no animosity there. It's just a matter of keeping your life at a level that uh, lives up to your sensibilities, you know. And so, and so what I'm doing here uh, at Chef Bright Comedy and Surviving Empathy is I'm trying to build a brand uh, where I'm showing working people, working class heroes, uh, whether you're conservative or not, um, uh, people of every race, brown people, black people, ethnic people, I love you all. I don't care what your skin color is. Um, there's this tendency with folks to um, where people don't like others because they don't that person wouldn't like them back. Um, there's a good a good example would be uh, my my wife's sister Sarah. Uh, she's a good person. I've always liked her, uh, but for whatever reason, she always misunderstood me. You know, I don't think she always thought I was on her levels, you know, and that's how a lot of people express themselves is, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, just have certain sensibilities and uh, they make a lot of assumptions about your sensibilities. And for whatever reason, they don't reciprocate the kindness or love and respect that you have for them. And that can be very hurtful, you know. Um, and so it can be very easy to uh, be petty and small about it and say, well, screw that person because they don't like me. Why should I like them? And in some cases, you know, depending on the circumstances, you know, that might be the right 
choice. Um, but in cases where people don't reciprocate, you know, I, I thought about a good example. Um, there's a lot of females out there who uh, don't really quite understand uh, just how much I care about promoting inclusion and uh, equality and uh, kindness and decency. And so they don't know you. And so a lot of times women uh, have had to protect themselves in our culture because there's a lot of people out there who might hurt them. And so they have to become a little bit uh, selective in how they behave and and who they let into their life. And so imagine if here I am, you know, trying to get people to understand the value of women and their beauty and their, uh, just their, just women have uh, just, they're just, they're awesome, you know? Um, and I try so very hard to uh, express that to people nowadays instead of letting it pass because life's short, you know, hug people while you still have the fucking chance, you guys, seriously. Um, but I try so very hard to show people, uh, you know, because I, I have a, I'm emotionally mature, but I'm also a comedian. And so I'm also a silly heart. And so, you know, where do you draw the line between being silly, uh, and, and being mature, you know? And so I think a lot of people nowadays in our culture just take life and themselves too seriously. And while, I don't agree with that. That doesn't mean that we can't be friends. And so the point I'm making about that is that it's easy to, to say, well, I like that person or I like that person. There's a lot of people who don't like people simply because they think they wouldn't like them back. You know, like imagine, you know, uh, Trump supporters who think, uh, oh, you're a liberal or you're a Democrat. Well, I don't like you. Now, they may be that way because of, you know, whatever, but they don't realize that I don't care about whether or not you voted for Trump. I mean, I would like to change your mind eventually, but I want you to have integrity and I want you to be a good person. And if you have those qualities, it doesn't matter that you're a Trump supporter or that you look like a good old boy from the South. In fact, I love good old boys. And so what I'm trying to preach here uh, at uh, Surviving Empathy is inclusion. You know, don't judge a book by its cover because oftentimes some of the best people uh, are people that you would never realize uh, just the content of their character and what's in their soul, man. And so... um, So there's a lot of people out there that you have to be careful because um, they're going through through their own thing. And while I'm all about helping those people, some people uh, are always going to have a chip on their shoulder. Some people are never going to learn. Some people are just not going to be good for you. And so it's not about being mean or cruel or rude. It's about protecting yourself and making sure energetically that you are inviting the right people with the right attitudes into your life. And that doesn't mean that they all have to be perfect because I have a lot of friends who are imperfect who perhaps uh, get a little bit, you know, like one of my best friends in Sacramento, he's a chiropractor 
And he one day was just went off on me. He went on a tangent about what he thought I was doing to, to be not good to him. And it ruined our friendship. And when two years passed and now we're putting the pieces together. Uh, but the, you know, it's easy to assume that, that, that absence of, is, is somehow akin to disrespect. I have a friend, a former friend named Corey. We grew up together and he, he is a conservative, but because I'm not conservative, he stopped answering my phone calls. And so it's like, okay, well, fuck you too. You know? So you have to have a thick skin. Um, and I believe that in, in most cases, uh, if they're a good person, but they're just maybe just a little screwed in the head, maybe they're going through something, maybe they just haven't quite learned or grown. Um, you can salvage those relationships um, in a lot of cases, especially if they have other good qualities. Uh, but but you shouldn't dislike somebody just because you think they wouldn't like you back. Because like I said, a lot of people, they're not mad at you. They're not angry with you. They're angry with the world. They're angry perhaps with themselves. And so I call that boy interrupted or girl interrupted. Uh, There's an old movie. You guys probably have heard of it. Um, But when you go through something traumatic, uh, when you've been hurt, uh, when uh, women have been uh, abused or beaten or raped, um, it's, 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 it's not good. Uh, and it can create a, a, a long, long period of, of, of the wrong attitudes where you shut yourself out off from people. Um, and so, uh, understand that not everybody is being a certain way to you just because they're mean or rude or cruel, but maybe they're going through something because they're, they've been traumatized. So understanding that everybody is going through something hard right now. And when you start to understand that, you start stripping away those differences that, 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 that people like to use as excuses to not uh, treat each other decently, you know. Um, and so you may not like all Trump supporters. Sometimes they can be mean and rude and aggressive, and violent, and moronic, and fascistic. Um, You have every right to not necessarily like those kinds of people. But you'd be surprised sometimes that not they're not always like that. My best friend is a Trump supporter, and yet he is great with his children. He has a kind heart, and he is loyal to a T. Conversely, I've worked with people who are liberals who I couldn't get to help me if it saved my life. You know, we used to have uh, forklifts at Lowe's and I'd need somebody, Hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And uh, while you may agree with those people uh, in, in terms of politics, in terms of sensibilities, uh, oftentimes I found that the conservative ones, uh, not because they're harder workers necessarily, but, the conservative ones were the ones that were always willing to help you. So all I'm getting at is uh, try to um, challenge your own biases. 
try not to judge a book by its cover because there are people out there that while they may look a certain way, uh, they might have a heart of gold. Um, not everybody can look like Brad Pitt. And so we, we should not judge people by their imperfections. We should judge people by their content of character and just because somebody has sort of uh, some imperfection or something that they need to work on, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to judge each person on a case-to-case basis, you know, because some people, you're just not going to ever get to, through to them. And, and, and the way I like to uh, think of it is this. If there's people in your life that are mostly good, but there's this one thing about them that just isn't quite right. Um, if they, if you think that uh, they're nonviolent and they have the capacity to respect your sensibilities and your right to exist, and they can agree to disagree on your political differences or whatever, um, then that person should be salvaged. You should salvage that friendship because why not? You know, it doesn't cost anything, but if there's people in your life who, uh, continually degrade you and denigrate you, who don't seem to ever have the emotional maturity or the ability for growth. Uh, I, I put it this way. If somebody isn't going to change in a time frame that you have patience to wait for, then dis dis Dismiss that person. Get that person out of your life. But if there's people in your life that are just a little imperfect, um, but but they have a lot of other good qualities, I really do believe, uh, you know, being the better person, living up to our better angels. Um, sometimes you're only one good, open conversation away from uh, making a friend for life. Um, and so, uh, in my dealings with people, um, <clears throat> because I'm a public figure, uh, I, I, sometimes I have to, you know, watch myself and, and, and be leery. Um, but I'm always looking to meet new people, uh, to bring them into my world, bring them into my tribe. Uh, uh, you're, it just feels so much better. You guys to let go of all that frustration and all that hate. Uh, it'll eat you up inside. And so the point I'm making is that friends and family uh, are absolutely critical and essential uh, to, um, you know, creating a balance in your life because <clears throat> you can't live on this planet alone. Um, we are social creatures by construct. Um, I'd like to think because I'm a private person and I'm very independent that I could live without people. Um, and you know, but no, I need people too. Um, I don't need all of them. I don't need need everybody out there. Um, but I try very hard, uh, to kill with kindness. You know, um, you would be very surprised what you can accomplish with people when you just give them a little bit of kindness, you know, kill them with kindness. Um, you know, like the old saying goes, uh, you know, you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. And so if you're uh, in a position in life where maybe you're going through some stuff and it's making you angry and it's making you frustrated, hey, 
you have every right to sort of, you know, clear out your life of, of toxic people. Um, but try to, you know, try not to judge overly quickly because perhaps that person is only going through something themselves. Um, uh, we are becoming a culture that uh, is begin beginning to get a lot more impersonal than it used to be. You know, in the old days, you wave to a police officer. Hi, you wave to your neighbors. Hey, um, nowadays I can walk by a neighbor and I say hi, but a lot of times they don't even say hi back to you. And you're like, well, fuck you too. You know, but um, so, so if you want to live a better life, uh, yes, you do have to clear out those people uh, that are perhaps bad for your soul. But in cases where uh, you have the ability to be nice to someone and you can help that person do so, you know, because um, today uh, I've, I've eradicated much of the petty grievances and frustrations uh, in my life because I choose to think higher thoughts. Um, I, I don't have petty insecurities. I don't have petty jealousies. Um, when somebody is unkind to me, uh, most of the time I'm like, I laugh under my breath. Well, fuck you too. You know? Um, so it doesn't mean that, you know, that I don't, uh, uh, you know, kick certain people out of my life. I do, but don't be so easy to kick everybody out of your life. Not everybody deserves to be kicked out of your life. And this isn't Facebook. Facebook is not reality. And so try to think when people are saying things on Facebook that perhaps they're just trying to get things off their chest. It is not necessarily who they really are. I know a lot of people think, oh, he's so immature. He's always going off about this and this. No, my grandma taught me a long time ago that when you have something going on in your life and you need to get it off your chest, you write it down. You know, this is what she used to do. You'd write it down and then you crumble it up and then you throw it in the trash. And uh, that was her way of uh, getting it off her chest and giving it to the universe. And so for me, Facebook is, is my scratch pad. It's my little diary. I say little things that get on my nerves. I say little things that are upsetting me. Uh, I, I'm very emotionally honest when I'm in a bad mood. Um, but that doesn't mean that I take it out on people. And, and so I would just leave you with this. Uh, we do not need uh, hundreds of people in our life. And you don't have to be friends with everyone. Uh, but you would be so surprised at the, uh, I call it the tribe. You know, your group of people, whether it be your friends or your family, that's your tribe. A tribe is a tight-knit group of people who share the same sensibilities and they're there for each other. And so I would urge everybody to build your tribe. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do here. I want you guys to be a part of my empath tribe. You don't have to be an empath. You only have to be a decent, well-intentioned individual. You don't have to be perfect. Uh, but it doesn't matter if you're male or female or black or brown or white or green or blue or red. Um, doesn't matter if you're a conservative or liberal. Uh, what matters, you guys, is that you're trying, that you're growing. And so I would just suggest to you all 
to give people a second chance, give people an opportunity to grow, um, but use use your big boy words. Have a conversation. You don't necessarily have to be confrontational. I know a lot of people get weirded out by that. I, I'm very confrontational, and it freaks people out. But you don't have to be confrontational, but, but use your words. Tell them, well, th- when you say or do this, it makes me feel like this. And if they react in a way that's like, oh, too bad, fuck you, then maybe they're not right for you. But, it, but you would be surprised that when you're honest with people and you're upfront with people, and you're emotionally available and emotionally honest with people, uh, a lot of times you're going to get somewhere with people in a positive way. And so um, try to live your life uh, not angry all the time, not upset all the time. I know it's hard. There's a lot of jerks out there. Uh, But give it to the universe, you guys. Life is too short. And so, you know, shrink your life down, minimize. Uh, you don't need uh, all the clutter and all the bad junk and juju in your life. And so I would just uh, urge you guys to sort of uh, take inventory of all of your material possessions and all of your mental baggage and clutter and think about it very carefully and then get rid of some of it. <clears throat> I don't get mad anymore about the people who screwed me over when I was 18. I don't get mad at uh, the injustices that happened to me a long time ago. That doesn't mean that uh, I'm not still a uh, social justice warrior. I am. There's no fucking reason why police officers have to kill black people unless they're a violent threat, you know? And so my uh, biggest advice is that, um, you know, keep your tribe small, but uh, keep your tribe, you know, healthy and strong. And um, when your intentions are clear, when your energy is good, like I said, every podcast, I practically say it, uh, energy is intention. And so when your energy is right, your intentions are good. And so it won't matter what you look like. It won't matter if you said something perfect or not. People can tell from your energy what your intentions are. And so keep your life simple, um, but give people a chance, especially if they're not naturally like you. Uh, You'd be shocked uh, the amount of people that are just going through it just like you. So that's what I have today. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I got a little emotional uh, during the middle there. Um, It's a touchy subject. Uh, I've been through a a few things in my life that have given me uh, a little bit of PTSD. Uh, I manage it fairly well, but um, that leads me to say, uh, if you have PTSD, if you have some mental health problems, if something is just getting in the way of your happiness, um, there's nothing wrong with seeking professional help. Uh, make sure that person, uh, you know, you have a good rapport with them. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional. I'm just saying from the heart, do what's best for you. And if you have to remove people from your life, do it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's always going to be other people in your life that are going to come along that are going to replace and be better than those other people that weren't so good. 
And so while I my heart does ache over some of the losses I've had with friends and acquaintances over the years, um, it has taught me that there's a lot of people that are just very petty and insecure, and they like to take those out on others. And they're just always in quick in a hurry to, to, to get rid of you. And so if people are doing that to you, you don't have to stand for it. Uh, live your life robustly. Uh, keep your thinking, uh, you know, clear of all that garbage that gets in the way. And if you can't do it yourself, uh, find the right people in your life. Find good friends to talk to. Find professional help. Uh, whatever you got to do to get good. Uh, life can be mighty cruel and harsh. And uh, we, you know, we're, we all have a difficult time in this world. And so my biggest advice to anyone out there who's suffering, who's struggling, is to find good, compassionate people in your life. And if you're not finding them, don't go to extremes. Just eliminate the bad eggs in your life and start finding the right tribe of people. I assure you they're out there. Uh, and I hope you guys become a part of my tribe. The Empath Tribe is, uh, like I said, it's an inclusive tribe. Uh, you don't have to be perfect, uh, just so long as your intentions are good. Uh, don't be a jerk to me, and you got a friend for life. So uh, I thank you guys for listening to another episode. Uh, this was kind of a more heartfelt episode. Uh, that's okay. You know, I, I'm I'm glad I was able to share that. I, I haven't talked about any of that stuff with you, with anyone. So. Uh, it was good to get off my chest. So I want to thank you guys for listening uh, uh, to another episode of Surviving Empathy. Uh, this episode is about friends and family and where to draw the line. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Uh, it's never too late to start over again. And uh, clean house make each day a little better than the day before. Thank you so much. I love you. Welcome to my tribe, and we'll see you next time. One more time this week. We'll see you again. Thanks. Bye-bye.